Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are trucked from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Fendrea. And action! You only have two weeks left to get Cast Party's three-year anniversary collection drop before the brand new designs and the old make their way back into the vault. And to spice things up and to celebrate the holiday spirit and three whole years of Cast Party, all merch orders created by the end of the day on November 24th will be entered for a chance to win a Fan Roll Dice Holiday Advent Dice Calendar. Just like any advent calendar, each day you open up a brand new item. Being part of exclusive fan roll dice sets, big old chonks, exclusive mini sets, and a dice bag to carry all your holiday loot. So head on over, grab your merch while you still can at castparty.shop. Sebastian officially dropped Get Stoked Band merch. We have the official Sweat with Jet workout line, stickers, water bottles, Matthias's University Crest sweater, and so much more castparty.shop. Thank you all so much for listening, and of course, for three years of Cast Party. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my homebound cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo and heart musician who once decided that he really wanted to get into improv. His first class, the teacher told everyone to come up with their own improv persona. He decided to be the long-lost brother of famous comedian and actor Nick Kroll. His stage fright, however, got the best of him at his young age. He froze in his very first scene after being given his prompt and immediately ran out of the building. Dan Kroll was never to be seen again, but Fanroll is seen every single time we play D&D together. Fanroll has been our dice sponsor for nearly a year now and for good reason. The high quality craftsmanship, the variety of different materials, the colors, the accessories, we adore Fanroll dice, and you will too. Head on over to FanRollDice.com and treat yourself this holiday season with code CASTPARTY for 10% off. 
FanRollDice.com. Use code CASTPARTY for 10% off. I got some beautiful fan rolled right here, and we're going to see how they roll. I just got two 18s, so... That's all you need. And a Brisbane. <laughs> Blueberry Sky, a Vendruid actress who has had the party accuse her of speaking Italian the entire time that <laughs> we've been here, but is secretly actually uh, almost fluent in Italian due to spending two years in Italy as a child while her mom and dad worked on a documentary following the Italian Eurodance group Corona. She had an Italian nanny and teacher, and even after they returned to the States to this day, they still occasionally speak a little Italian at home. But of course, to her, it sounds nothing like Elvish. <laughs> I'm going to be looking up Corona later, just uh, see what's going on there. <laughs> Nigel Deacon. What's the deal, Xander Gucci Supreme, who very briefly was a Rascal Flats earther who believed that the earth is a highway? Oh my god. You've got to be kidding. No. <laughs> You've got no. to be kidding. That's pretty ridiculous, and he realized that pretty early on. But you know what else is ridiculous? Cast Party just hit three years. That's three years of whack intros that everyone hates doing except me and maybe Ryan. Three years of an incredible and fun campaign full of awesome guests, and of course, three years of exclusive anniversary merch drops, one of which is up right now with tons of really great options so you can dress like the options and hey <laughs> with christmas right around the corner this could be your one-stop shop for all your nerdy friends so head on over to castparty.shop and pick out some cool new stuff happy anniversary y'all happy anniversary happy anniversary and vince perino jet the boulder chambers the big burly heartthrob who again his love resides with his mom and puppy princess pebbles for those who don't know jet is a very big fan of music he doesn't really get to go out and see his favorite bands, mainly because it's not really well known. His favorite type of music is called Folktronica, and his favorite band is Tech Panda, who not very big right now, but they're getting there, and he's got to see them once, but, you know, hopefully they get bigger so that he get, gets more opportunities. So the only time he gets to go out and see music is when he loves to hide in the background so that lovely Sebastian does not know that he's there so that he can watch him. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about what happened last time. You all moved into the mysterious tower that encased the ley line at Alana's wake. You were immediately pushed away by a talking door knocker, some glowing words, and many, many traps. Xander nearly got stabbed by a poison needle. You were all burned by a hallway filled with oil and flame. You matched a dangerous room with a vision in the mirror. As you moved deeper, Jet was pulled to the bottom of a magnetic pool and shocked with lightning, as Xander far-stepped through the next few hallways. Blueberry jumped over a trapdoor only to hit a wall of force and fall into a pit filled with a decaying gas. You ended up in the largest of these rooms where you saw a set of keys on a table, a black substance hanging from the ceiling, and weird dark markings on the ground. You chose to shoot down the black substance as the entire room became dark and filled with laughing, breathing, shrieking, just terrible noises. The markings on the ground turned to walls, forming a maze. Xander was able to guide you to the end of the room, all the while you took psychic damage from the sounds invading your minds. Xander unlocked the door with the keys he grabbed, and you finally found yourself in a room that looked much nicer, only to hear a shout that you were not welcome. You spoke with a woman in another room here before determining it was Veldrin, hero of Fendrea, who you thought was dead. While speaking with you, you tried your best to convince her you were not with Volazar and were actively working against him and Alana. 
She asked you into the room she was in. Jet was able to walk in just fine while wearing the necklace from the stormy being outside. But Xander, walking in next, was teleported to a chute where he was flung into a stone demiplane. You learned Veldrin and Marith had built this tower after faking their deaths in their original fight against Volazar. They desired to keep the ley line safe and make sure no one could get to it. They built traps and magical containment to keep others out and themselves inside. All the while they fell in love, spent their lives here together while pursuing their common goal. After hundreds of years, Marth was dying of old age and decided to give himself to the storm so he could continue to protect the ley line, becoming an elemental being controlling the storms just outside the tower. Veldrin rescued Xander after you convinced her you were fighting for Fendrea and not just yourselves. She took you to the ley line where Jet pulled out the Nokia and the home button lit up. Before you all left, she gave you a glass orb with a fire burning inside. She said this would bring Alana to wherever you are if you shattered it on the ground. You left, orb in hand, and boarded the airship. Now, you're atop that airship as it heads for Helios. Much later in the day as the sun begins to crest over the horizon, you are moving towards the mountains in the distance and Helios lies beyond. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? So we get to Helios. Then what? I, I mean, I, I have my idea if we want to go for it, but it's really risky and I would need every one of you and probably a lot more. What way is that? I've only done it once before. I, I may have gaslit the heck out of Jet. Um and actually changed his memory. And I think if I concentrate hard enough, I can change Alana's memory to hopefully weave a scenario that Kingsley convinced her we're the good guys. So when she pops up, I'll, I'll try to go for it. When she pops up like we summon her? Oh yeah, we break that orb. And then you just make her believe we're her friends. Hopefully. And then what? Then we have Alana. To, to take out Voldazar, I assume you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. All right, that's the end The end yeah, part of yeah. this is to... Right. Okay. My question is, with this, like, Sebastian, this thing that you can do, do you think you could do enough? Because, like, this thing with Voldazar, he could have been doing this for years. How much memory can you change? That's what I'm worried about. I feel like... I mean, when I did it to Xander, I mean, Jet, um, I, I I only did it in a snap moment. What did you do? Change someone's memories. Whose? Well, now I'm confused because I feel like I changed my own memory because I can't remember which one of you I did it to. <laughs> <laughs> but if it works, it's been so long since I've done that. I feel like I could change the last year of her life. The whole year? Yeah. And how hard is it to resist that? I cast Modify Memory on Blueberry. Oh. Yeah, it's a wisdom save. Oh, fuck, it's a wisdom save. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wisdom save of 22. 21. Wait, am I by Jet? Yeah. Yeah. 24. Uh, <laughs> you definitely feel a little twinge when you ask that question. Like, it's almost fading, but nothing happens. Oh, 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 what did you what did you just try that on me? Yeah. 
and I resisted it. I have pretty strong willpower. Does she have a stronger willpower than I do? What do we know about her? What has she done? Is she like... she like a wizard or sorcerer? I feel like it's just raw power. I don't think she's got the brains behind it. She's just chaos. I feel like she's really good at resisting magic because she's a magic bitch. And that's why I need all of you, like everyone that we can gather, because if if this doesn't work, we need to restrain her immediately. Is there anything we can do to weaken her to it? I wouldn't have anything. I feel like I would have to sit and focus on rewriting her memories for the last year. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't work, do we go balls to the wall with this? Like, are we taking her down? Do we want to make her not a threat if we can't convince her? Or do you think that we need her with Volazar? I don't particularly know if we need to keep her alive. Obviously, I would like to, given the morality of the situation, but having her away from Volazar is almost just as good as having her on our side. Dealing with one powerful god is going to be hard enough. Add Alana into the mix and it's going to get real tricky. Well, I've got a couple things I can try. Only one of them's worked. The other one so far, the one time I tried to do it didn't seem to click. But if it's just out of the picture, we can probably manage that. No death. No death. At least try. I can potentially put her down without putting her down. What, like like you did with the fish? Yeah, something like that. That's the second thing I would try. Plan C, technically, if plan A is Sebastian. I have a plan B that's the one that didn't work, but I think would be more effective. Which is that? I don't know what to call it. The stupid ray. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Stupid ray would help. I also have a stupid ray. She stays dumb, but she does not become unwise. She doesn't understand why the fire hurts. She just knows that it does. <laughs> but we're going to need to do this in, well, do we want to do it in Helios? Because if Alana is then free up in the sky, that seems kind of scary. Well, where's the safest place that we could do all of this? Where's the place we could get the most help? Helios. And where's the place that we could hold her, potentially? We could go to Helios. We could load the ship with as many people as we possibly can. Like Matthias, Kanu, anyone who has strong magical capabilities. And then we just find a desolate place. We also all need to agree on what our final plan with her is. Are we trying to just hold her down? Are we trying to somehow make her friendly? Or are we going to try to finish her? What is our ultimate goal with her? Ideal is she's friendly and helps with Volazar. That would be a game changer. Because she also hates him now too. Don't know for sure until we talk to her. Well, I think deep down she probably hates her, but right now I'm pretty sure she's crazy mind-controlled under Volazar. So if we can just crack into that. All right, so this is going to be a... This is an awkward situation. If the memory wipe doesn't go off and I stupinator her, she's going to be like that for 30 days. That means she can't talk, she can't do much. She's just like, 
a walking, living mannequin for 30 days. Let's say we break her out of the spell that Volazar's got her under because we take him down. She's still kind of maybe not on the right side of this as like the head of the magistrate, right? Yeah. And is changing her mind so that she can help us take down Volazar, is that going to be enough? Is she just going to go right back to being the head of the magistrate doing the stuff that they've been doing? Probably. But if we have a month, we can make sure she's put under, I don't know, proper surveillance, proper imprisonment, something to start rehabilitating. Honestly, it feels like we should have the opinion of someone that lives here that's going to be dealing with the aftermath of whatever it is we do next. Matthias. Yeah. At least, yeah. So we can get some sleep. We'll be back at Helios tomorrow. Chat with Matthias, tell him what our options are, and then see what he might think is best. Do we know what her strongest abilities are? Like, where does her magic come from? Fire. We saw her spirit, like, punch a giant tower of fire through a wall. If she can do that in real life, that's kind of, that's going to be kind of crazy. I'm just wondering what she's going to be best at resisting, or how, how we target her. But it could be just any magic is going to be... She's going to have an advantage against it. She might be really resilient to all sorts of magic, but what about physical? We're going to need some kind of restraint. Whether it's physical or magical, It's she's going to be hard to keep down. Stupidifying her would be the cleanest. We could poof her away while we're over a volcano and then move the (laughs) ship out of the way. But if she just drops in a volcano, she's like literally made of fire. All right, fine. An ice volcano. Uh, does does this place have like giant pools of acid anywhere? <laughs> Is there an acid volcano we can go to? Can we roll for acid volcano? Because I haven't seen it on the map. That doesn't mean it's not there. We've got two shots at the stupid ray, one shot at the memory. At least for the last year... I feel like if I could probably do it again, but then it's it would probably only be a couple days, and I don't know how effective that would actually be. What if you convinced her over two days she and Kingsley fell in love? <laughs> Kingsley is known as a heartthrob, right? Yeah. Kind of. Wait, no, that's her, like, nephew son. Oh, shit, you're oh, right. Just kidding. God. No, 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 no. Cancel plan. Cancel plan. So back to Helios. We talked to Matthias if we should try to magically recruit her, or do we even try first just with words trying to recruit her? Then we really need some restraints. And if that fails, go for the spell. We could. Matthias might have some good options for us that we don't even know about yet. I mean, he knows these lands a lot better than we do. He might have a good location, a good amount of people to help us. Do we want an open space for a big fight or do we want a place that's contained? So that in case things go wrong, we can just close in on her. Again, I think that's something that we should probably see what all of our options are. If we talk to Matthias, he might have a better idea for us. You're right. That's a smart move. So we got some ideas, but we should know what's out there. Yeah, we have options right now, but we could always get more. For heading to Helios, I think now is a good time to go to sleep. I'm down for sleeps. 
as things wind down, as some of you get to bed. Jet. You hear from nearby the sound of a bell jingling quietly. Is it close by or do I feel or do I hear it like on a, a different part of the, the ship? Sounds like it's slowly getting louder. As you get up and you turn, you see there is a small dog here with golden eyes. One of the dogs you remember from Pastel, from the old beggar man. The little puppy trots into the room and looks at you and then just starts sniffing about, interested in whatever it can reach, being curious. Hey, it's... it's one of you. Come here, buddy. I'll get down on a knee and just put a hand out. Roll me animal handling. Twelve. Here, boy. Seems like there's something really interesting. Probably Xander dropping some snacks or whatever on the floor and then trots over to you and nuzzles up into your hand hey as i'm like petting it i'd like to try to look it does it have a collar on there's a collar and there is a little bell on the collar i just want to take a look at the collar and the bell see if there's like any insignias anything engraved into it any signs of ownership name anything at all You don't see anything other than this little bell. It starts sniffing you. But as it does, there's this little sneeze. And that little puppy sneeze reminds you of pebbles. You look down and the dog now looks just like her. And as you look up and into the room, you know you're still here, but you start to remember a day pebbles sneeze just like that. It startled you a bit as you weren't expecting Pebbles to be there. This was the day your mom fainted for the first time and was brought to the hospital. You were sitting with her alone, waiting for tests to be run. It was just you and her, still early in the day, your father wasn't there yet. But you remember hearing a little puffy sneeze coming from the doorway. Walking in with Pebbles in hand was Kingsley. I thought you could use a little smile from your favorite princess. Kingsley sets her on the ground and she runs around rambunctiously to view the new area. She runs over to your chair, jumps onto your lap, gives you just this little quick lick to the face as she sits down and pants loudly and just looks at the passing cars outside. How's she doing? Oh my god. Two of my favorite people. Thank thank you. So so much she's good she's just sleeping right now still waiting on some results but she's tired i don't know her very well but considering you're her son she's obviously very strong you are one of the most strong-willed people i know i will have you know she is one of if not the biggest fan of yours (laughs) i can sign an autograph or a napkin or something and leave it for her you know you could have always asked me for that oh well i don't want to bother you you know that you know some people hate their parents or they don't get along well and have to force themselves to be around them because they are blood relationships are just so much more than that you know the way you talk about her i see it because you love her and you do care And you'll always be connected with her, always. 
just like how you always feel connected to pebbles. But it's because it's in your heart, not just because you're blood. Wow. I never really thought of it that way at all, but yeah, if you think so, that's, yeah. You know, my parents and I sometimes feel like we aren't blood. In fact, I just found out I'm not even a donor candidate for my dad's liver transplant. And I don't know what that means exactly. But even if they aren't my real parents, the relationship I have with them is real and that's what's important. But that goes both ways, Jet. If you have someone in your life that is blood, that you don't have a good relationship with, you don't need to keep that relationship going. I understand what you mean, but I, I don't know who who that would be. I, I mean... Jet, you don't have to do this. She's asleep. I know this might not be the best time, but I want to help. Is he even coming today? Dad? Yes. He said he'd be here a few hours ago, yeah. That's why I'm still waiting around. Just, you know, whenever he comes, like usual. He should be here any moment. Yeah. Kingsley walks over to you, gives Pebbles a little pet, and then looks out the window. Whatever you feel, Jet, remember to focus on the love you have for her. Hate has a place in many people's hearts. I don't want it to find its way into yours. I don't feel as if there's any hate building up. I, uh, I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm here. I have my best friend. Both of them. All three of them, actually. You, Pebbles, my mom. I'm, I'm happy. There's no hate. He gives this smile to you, but it feels a bit forced in the moment as he comes over and grabs your shoulder. I'm going to leave you alone with these two. I know this is hard, just if you need anything, give me a call. I'll do everything I can to help. I appreciate it. That's why I got you all my favorites on the good old phone. One last pet to Pebbles as he starts to walk out of the room. And at that moment, Jet, Pebbles jumps off of your lap and over onto your mother's hospital bed. She walks about a moment to get comfortable spot next to Charlotte, curls up into a ball. You blink and come back to reality. You see, still holding on to this dog with the golden eyes. And as you look at this puppy, you look into its eyes. You hear in your mind. Keep her safe. You will need her soon. It comes to you in the voice of the large platinum dragon. Where did you come from? Since you're holding her, she's getting a little bit anxious and starts wiggling. I'll let her down and point her in the direction of where Pebbles is. She finds her way over next to Pebbles and immediately starts trying to play with Pebbles, even though Pebbles is just laying down trying to sleep. Can I just take a look out the door while she's running over to Pebbles just to see if, like, anybody is out there? You get up onto the deck of the ship just because this is where it would have come from. Claude is the only one you see. It's dark now. There's a few clouds in the sky. It's not too crazy. You can see most everywhere in other directions, but you do not see anyone or anything out of the ordinary. Hey, Claude? Yes, option. Hi, um, you see anybody come on the boat lately? Onto the boat? No. Okay. 
sorry, sorry to bug you. Have fun driving. I'll, I'll, I'll be up in a little while. I'll head back to where Pebbles is with the new dog. The puppy now has laid down next to Pebbles, curled up with her. I will go over and lay down with the both of them and try to uh, calm down the, the puppy a little bit and see if she uh, accepts being with us or not. Looks like she is happy as can be, especially cuddled up in all this warmth with Pebbles. Just a few moments go by before that puppy is out and exhausted, and you can see Pebbles, this big dog head, looking at you, panting happily. <sighs> all right, girl. She's staying with us for a little while. I guess she's part of the family now. You better watch over her, though. From there, the rest of you lay down for a nice long rest. And as you awaken, stronger, all of you will level up to level 16 now. Seeing as there's a puppy on the boat now, I'm going to be out on the deck just walking it around, playing around with it because it's up early. I'm already like on the deck doing yoga. As you're doing yoga, Jet comes up with a little puppy with these golden eyes. Puppy yoga. Jet, what the hell? Oh my God, who's that? Hey, morning. Uh, Surprise, we adopted a baby. When did, have you had that here the whole time? Who's this? What do you know? I want to pet the dog. She just kind of showed up. On a flying airship? Yeah. You know how how I've like seen that dragon thing before? The dragon kind of told me. He said that we're going to need her. I don't know why. I don't know when. Can I pet the dog? Oh, she's running right to you. I pet her. What's her name? I haven't come up with one. I, I kind of had an idea. I just wanted to run it by you guys first. Well, it's your dog. As long as it's not stupid. I was thinking Hope. Hope? Cute. Blue, as you go down to pet Hope, Hope quickly rushes over. You get one or two pets in before it's underneath your legs and rushing about, just excited. It rushes way over to the edge of the airship. No care in the world gets way too close to the edge and is like looking down and around. Whoa, 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 whoa. Careful, baby. Don't let her get too close to the edge, Jet. Namora will appear on the puppy's back as it gets like a little bit too close to the edge and just is like holding onto its collar. Kind of like bucking Bronco kind of style, <laughs> but it's more of like, I'm thinking like safety net, safety net. If it jumps over, turn it around. You see exactly that. Hope looks up, jumps around, and then looks at Nomura and sees those wings. And you see Hope just jumps off the airship. And then a moment later, you see Hope has sprouted her own wings, flaps up into the air, bringing Nomura back to the deck of the ship. What? I'm going to jump on her back and just start flying around with the puppy. The rest of you get ready for the day as you finally arrive about noonish to Helios. In Helios, where would you like to go?
on the tallest tower of the palace. <laughs> it's right on the tip. There is that little like dock at the Cosmic Isle, and that's where Matthias is going to be anyway, because he's a star weaver now. Mm. Oh, true. You are able to find a spot on the Cosmic Isle to dock. You can see that people are still recovering from the events that transpired, rebuilding houses, making sure everything is safe. You can see that there is a lot of presence of guards, but they look like they're more helping to organize reconstruction efforts and make sure everyone is safe rather than patrolling the streets. Claude stops the ship and allows you all to get off. Did this ship also have the immovable rod? Oh my god, I forgot about that. I don't think we need to. It would fall out of the sky, wouldn't it? Isn't that like the parking? The anchor? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the anchor, but if the ship's not going anywhere... But then wouldn't it just fall out of the sky? What? If it's being held up in park, in the sky by the rod, if you remove the rod and turn it off, wouldn't it just... Boom! No, it doesn't. It's like an anchor for the balloon. It would float up into the sky, yes. That's why we would only use it if it was like in park, but it's in neutral, not park. But then Cloud would have to be working 24-7 while it's parked. Not if it's on land. It's not on land. We're in the sky. Why are we in the sky? Park on the Helios. <laughs> we are in Helios. What do you mean? What's happening? So where, where's the boat going to go? I'm so confused about what your problem is. <laughs> look at, Just park it on some grass. No, look at the Cosmic Isle. There's a dock right there. <laughs> Okay, what, so? Doc. Don't park it there. Park it on the grass. You want to just park? You just want to plop right <laughs> down on these gardens? Yeah. I'm going to have the puppy just start barking at the both of them like, shut up! <laughs> yeah, see, she understands. She, she's on my side. She's not siding with you. That helped. She's just barking back and forth <laughs> at the both of them. <laughs> Options, there are people here wondering why we're parked here. To talk to Matthias. They didn't know who you were. That's rude. How is that possible? We've been like the most disruptive set of folks for the last month and a half in this whole world. We saved this whole place. Are they new? That was yesterday. Yeah, what? <laughs> Two days ago. How did they forget about us already? This is your boat. <laughs> Damn it. Man, news travels so slow here, apparently. You're able to get up and out of the airship. They are able to bring you all to Matthias inside the Starweaver Palace. Students, options, you're back. Hi. Hey. We need advice. Advice. Opinions. And probably help. An army, if you could. Help? Yes, army, no. We're still settling things here. I can barely get enough food for everyone on the island who's trying to rebuild. There's, there's a lot of problems. Right. Well, we don't want to cause more, which is why we're here first. So we met Veldrin. And he points to your lens on your camera. The very same. How? She trapped me in a box. Okay. She was just chilling in the tower, and her her homeboy turned into like a sky giant or something, and tried to kill us in the in the. You know that crazy things happen to us. That's not the important part right here. Her homeboy being, who? Marth. 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 Okay. You see, he's completely baffled by this. You just told him the sky wasn't actually blue. They faked their deaths. But Veldrin is still alive. Yeah, I think she wants to be left alone for a bit. At least until the whole mess that we are caught up in is cleared up. 
Yeah, do not go into the tower because I don't know who else would. Tower? Oh, yeah. That's where the ley line is. Did you get to it? Yep. Yeah. I'll hold up my phone and just show like the home button is ready to go. You're ready to go whenever you need to. From the sounds of it, yeah, but we're not ready yet. We don't have Kingsley, and you guys are in a precarious spot. I must say, I, I didn't I didn't doubt you, but I am glad to see you here when home is just a click of a button away. Glad to see you're still here. That brings us to our next point, the advice that we are looking for. We have a way to get Alana right here, right now, right this moment, if we needed to. No! That's not, we're not, not the plan. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know. We got this ball. Uh, we smash this. Alana appears. Allegedly. We have a couple of plans, but we need to run a couple things by you because this is potentially going to change a lot of stuff if any of it is successful. Option one, we want to try and alter her memory, see if we can get her to side with us. If she sides with us, we fight Volazar. Happy day. We got an extra strong mage on our side. But we don't know what that means for the post. Like, what happens if she just goes back to the magistrate, continues all the stuff that they're doing? Is Volazar the one heading all of this? Is it her idea? Like, we don't know what that's going to do. If that doesn't work, because that's kind of like our goal. Volazar is a big threat. We need the help. Option two, we break her mind for 30 days. If that's successful... She comes back to normal in 30 days, hopefully out of Volazar's mind control. That's the hope if we can take him out. Are you sure Volazar has mind control on her? Did you determine that since? Our boy got hypnotized by Char. Yep. For a brief moment. You know how you said, like, weird things follow you? Yeah. We've been experiencing a whole lifetime of things in the last month and a half, so... Anyway, basically, what we need to land on is... What do you think is the best course of action here? Would you, As someone that's going to continue to live in Fendrea, and we're a group of four plus Kingsley, we won't be here, potentially. We don't want to leave this world more messed up than we found it. We have the opportunity to end this. If all our cards are played right, we might be able to help before we leave. Do you think if Alana's on your side, you win against Volazar? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I agree. If you are sure that she's been controlled by him, then that might just work. I don't know about changing her memory or making sure her brain doesn't work anymore, however. J just for a little while. Not, not forever. If she's being controlled by something, if she's being controlled by something, it's gotta be a strong magic. We don't necessarily need to target her. We could just target whatever's affecting her. Yeah, and I have, like, restoration spells, but even the bigger one that I have, that just seems like a whole lot. How, how could we possibly fix that? We need to get whatever's inside her head out. Physically? I don't know about physically, but magically. Dispel it. Eradicate it. I don't know how. How do we know what it even is that's doing it? Sebastian, you said you saw it in a vision. It was... smoke. I... I don't... I don't know any other way to put it. He stabbed her, and then he just palmed to the face and a plume came out. 
Does any of this sound familiar to you at all, Matthias? Without seeing it myself, no. In your magically educational expertise, if you could give it a word, do you think it would be a curse? Uh, a just like a spell? Like, I, do you have any knowledge about mind control stuff? It could be a curse, depending on what Volzar can do, but I would expect something more like that from Char herself. This sounds more like magic to me. A really strong charm? Could be. Let's say we break the charm. Do you think that she would even consider being on our side about this? What would you think if for the last hundred years, half of your life, if not more, you were believing one thing and you all of a sudden found out that you were magically forced to believe it? You'd want to retaliate. Then you question what is real and what's fake. I, I don't I don't know. It's never been done for that long. I do believe it's the only option. That or kill her. Which, if whatever you're going to do doesn't work, that has to be plan B. But what if we make her stupid for 30 days? Is there a prison that could hold her? Depends how important she is to Volazar and how important she is to Shar. Well, we would take care of Volazar before she became smart again. If you can find him, and if he doesn't get to her first. So finding him might not be the hardest thing. Because, like, he's been just everywhere we've been for a while. Since the beginning, basically. Oh, yeah, he was just here, like, two nights ago. We didn't know that. When all the, the hubbub... On Fendraya. Oh, no, on Helios. When all the hubbub went down... On Helios. Like, on those steps. Yeah. As a little kitty cat. Yeah, we, we didn't know it at the time. You, you guys need to tell me these things. Okay, okay. We didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Yeah, we just kind of found out. He's the cat. If you've seen the three-legged cat, that's him. That cat was with Alana when he found Maynard and I. Also, uh, side note, I don't know why you'd have any of it around here, but if you have any like of the magistrate eyes on the island... Just cut that shit up, because he can see through those, allegedly. Museums, uniforms, like anything, anywhere. Yeah. Not many, but there are some. I will have my people on it. Where should we do this? Not here. I, I wish I could tell you we had magical prisons or anything, and we just don't. I think on the mainland or on the ship is the best place to be. If we do... What can you do to help us with this? Is it just you? Can, can we get Kanu? Anybody else? Who can help us right now? I have all of my people, Kanu included, trying to help Helios stay afloat right now, physically and emotionally. But with what you're saying, I'm a powerful mage, but I'm not a fighter. But if I can help you get rid of whatever's clouding her mind... I can try, and I can help set you up to be in the best condition you can be before that. I say we do this today, I say we go to the mainland. So like right below? Just past that fishing village you came in on, it's pretty empty there, it's a bit of a forest. If, if we go where we fought the Keeper, that was pretty like wide open plains. I mean there were some trees about and everything, but at least it's open enough and away from civilization. 
In that area, though, is there anything that she could get an advantage with? I don't think so, other than trees. Then we go with that. No advantage. Wouldn't it be awesome if we just, like, caught her when she was just in an inconvenient spot? Like, literally with her pants down, not, like, in a weird way, but, like, she trips <laughs> because her pants are around her ankles? That'd be awesome. <laughs> we have to find a way to restrain her the second she appears, and that's what's terrifying. I am going to prepare something. It will just take a moment, just through those doors. Meet me in there in ten minutes. I think you'll like what you see. Okay. Well, I guess everybody gear up. We're about to, we're about to do this thing. You guys hang around. Ten minutes go by, and Matthias opens those doors. Come in. I have two things for you. And as you all walk into this large open hall that is very quiet, you see a magnificent feast is atop this table. It smells fresh and warm. There's foods of all kind. There's hummus. There's falafel, as well as just this magnificent spread of anything you could want. There's wines. There's cheeses. There's plants of all kinds. There's a charcuterie board. There's anything you could want. This is magically imbued food. It should make you feel the best you felt in a long time. Oh my god. Let's go. Whoa, who made this? I'll take it. I don't, I'm not asking questions. I did. Just just a few moments ago. Oh. This is Hero's Feast. You must take at least one hour to consume this feast. The creature is cured of all diseases and poison. Sick. You become immune to poison and being frightened, and you make all wisdom saving throws with advantage. That's so sick. Its hit point maximum increases by 2d10, and this benefit lasts for 24 hours. So here's the question before you roll for your HP. Do we all want to roll separately, or do we want to do one big roll and all take that same amount of HP? Separate. <laughs> yeah, separate. But it would kind of be fun to to do like everybody together no but we're all eating different things like you know sebastian <laughs> just ate 25 chicken tenders it's only chicken fingies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, 17 and these these chicken fingies are weighing me down i got four. Oh, i also got 17 Ooh. six and as you all are starting to grab your plates starting to eat i don't know if this will help exactly I, I actually meant to give it to you before you left and completely slipped my mind with all the tragedy going on. And he holds up a vial of blood. This is Maynard's. Uh, what? Oh. So, I don't know if you remember a very, very long time ago when you all rescued Maynard and we had to block him. I took a vial of his blood so that I could study it and figure out what was wrong. I have saved that blood since, and I've been able to keep it away from the Magistrate. From what you guys were talking about, and what the journal said, and how this blood contains memories, it might be useful against Alana in some case. I don't quite know how, but it's like her blood. What are we gonna do with it? A literal bloodbath. Oh. Not exactly what I meant. Oh. But- Like if we drink it, we'll be just as strong as her. Drink it? No. We could use it to see him, right? Potentially. It might it might help. Special bag pocket. Special bag. Okay, so we've got the blood. We just ate so much food, thank you. Yeah. For that. That was delicious. 
I say we get on the airship and we go now. Sebastian, you said you have some way to change her memories, get inside her head. I hope so. Be ready with that. At this point, I think getting rid of whatever's controlling her is most important. I think just getting in her mind to change it however you see fit, make sure her memories are intact even of before, whatever you could do. I have a plan. We're good. Don't worry. What? What? Tell us the plan. I'm going to change her memory so that she herself has become aware of the thing inside of her mind. Okay. So she knows she's brainwashed. But what if she doesn't want to fix that? I can't imagine that would be the case. Or what if she doesn't know how to? That's a little more likely. Well, then that's when we hit her with some stuff. We should head to the airship. We can talk about it when we get there. You head to the airship. Cloud gets you off of Helios and back towards the mainland. It's a little bit later in the day now. It's about 7, 8 p.m. Beautiful sunset off to your west as you find a wide open area of land. You land the airship. Matthias gets down off the airship. This is as good a place as any. You say, breaking that will summon her. You do that, I will immediately try to get rid of whatever's clouding her mind, or blocking it in, or whatever it is, and then, Sebastian, you go in and change it afterwards. Does that sound good? How long is it going to take you? Hopefully an instant, if I'm strong enough. But I need to be strong enough. If you're successful in removing that, Sebastian, you should change her memory to being like she's siding with Kingsley. Don't don't do the... I, well, I, fuck, I don't know. Damn it. If the thing's gone anyway, maybe all we have to do is talk. If the thing is gone, yes, but I don't know if I can get rid of it or what is causing it. Just be prepared to get into her mind any way you can. Uh, I, I think Jet should take the orb and be ready to smash it. And when she appears, just hang on for dear life. Whatever we need, I'll, I'll, I'll get her. Try to hold her down. I'm going to take my sword out on the ground, just draw out a circle with it. We keep her here. She does not leave this, okay? I'm going to take the orb and just stand in the middle of that circle at the ready to throw it down and try to just immediately when I see something in front of me, just grab it. I'm going to place a hand on Matthias's shoulder. Let nature guide you. I'm here if you need some tunes, buddy. Just uh, if, if I see a struggle face, just listen for the music. I would like to ready hold person. As I finish drawing out that circle and I stand in the middle, you can see that that circle that I drew out, it starts to glow blue. And after a minute, that blue sheen kind of extends up into a large cylinder. And I'm casting Magic Circle. What is that? What the frick? If she is celestial, she won't be able to leave the circle. Oh, shit. But I am in there with her. Everyone? Are we good? Let's do this. With Daisy around, I'm ready. I'm basically standing next to uh, Sander. And with both hands held out in front of me, I just pull them apart and let it go. As from thin air, you see it reveals Alana, 
in the flesh and blood. She's got this fiery red hair that's calm for a moment, but begins reacting on its own as these dancing ropes of flame come off of her body. Her demeanor is instantly angry as she looks at you all with her head tilted downward, casting a shadow along her face. It illuminates every second or so with the dancing flame coming from her. She radiates power in body and magic. Her presence is overwhelming. Just standing near her, you can feel she radiates this amount of energy that none of you have ever felt. Anger emanates from her face. You can feel it all digging into you, like this thickness to the air that makes it hard to breathe when it hits you. But when she sees you, you can see both of her hands instantly alight with flame. As you see from Matthias's staff, a dispel magic comes out. Matthias has a plus five to his rolls. He has a d4 from Guidance. Alana currently has a ninth level charm put upon her, meaning he has to roll a 19 or higher. Before it even goes off, I see her hands alight, shaking. I start playing the opening riff to I Caught Fire by the Used. I'm giving Matthias my advanced bardic inspiration, so it's two d12s. Yes! Whoa! Let's start with the d20 roll. Natural 14 plus 5, meaning he got exactly the 19 he needed. He doesn't need us for shit. We didn't do anything. (laughs) There is this intense fire, this intense flame as Matthias. There's this flash of this blue from the light that circles Alana. And you can see for just a moment, this literal fire in her eyes extinguishes. And you can see this smoky darkness in her eyes he looks towards sebastian do it now okay okay i completely change riffs and we're gonna cast modify memory at eighth level as he's doing that i'm going to try to grab her and cover her mouth as well what kind of save is that sebastian oh it's a wisdom save sebastian you can feel her fighting against this. But now I have a very important question. There are two beings in Alana's mind right now. As you target her, are you targeting her? Or are you targeting this being that's inside? Oh, I think I would go straight for her, thinking that the other being would be Volazar, but I am going to make that known. I I don't know what else is in there, but... She's not alone in her head right now. What is your DC for your save? 22. She got a 17. (gasps) Oh my god. I'm going to have you do one thing. I want you to roll me persuasion. 22. How are you doing this? How are you trying to get into her mind to change it? Sebastian is thinking back to... Some of the first songs that he learned on acoustic guitar. Thinking about those memories from his childhood. And he starts playing Good Riddance by Green Day. It's almost activating that link between his brain and Alana's brain. Just that spark of knowing you're reminiscing on something that is very wholesome. A time before chaos happened. 
I'm just trying to make that connection to her and dig into that almost nostalgic feeling of growing up, feeling happy and whimsical and innocent. And you're feeling not only like you're trying to form this connection with Alana, but around you, you feel this greater bond between your allies who are here with you. You feel this mutual connection. And as your mind tries to get into Alana's, you're probing for information, just some way to get inside this mind. It's something you've done time and time again, but this is different. And that reach, this tether, this connection between you all. You can feel her pushing you out, but as you play that song, that nostalgia, that that this can be a happy time, instead of feeling her push you out, it's like that flame grabs that tether and pulls you in. And it's hot. It's like lava. Like for a moment you are on the sun. And you feel this tether reaches out from you to each one of your friends. Like Alana's fighting back, just tethered by your own magic, your own conscious, this being. As this burst of flame comes from her, it's bright. You're blinded for a second as this heat radiates every direction. And as this light settles, all of your eyes adjust. You see you're on a small island made of blackened soil. Cracks in the ground reveal a bright liquid just beneath the surface, molten lava. Every direction from around this island, all you see is this ocean of lava. The sky is black ash, only illuminated from below. Atop the surface of this ocean, you see wisps of fire dancing. Sometimes you get glimpses of scenes, locations, items, words. Ahead of you, Alana. Kneeling on the ground, arms shackled with infernal chains, black metal with these lava running through the imperfections. She looks weary, defeated. Her eyes are partially closed and unresponsive. Her body moves unnaturally when it does, but it moves in tune with the drumming you hear echoing across the ocean. Next to Alana is a being made completely of ash, a dwarven woman banging a drum. The drumming plays in time with Alana's movements. This woman controls Alana like a puppet, but instead of strings, you hear the beat of the drum. The dark smoke that ripples across this island contains five other beings made of ash, made of smoke flying in the air. These five winged humanoids, they wear masks that have different shapes to them. Their wings extend out five feet on each side. They look like angels, but give off feelings of death, of control, of power. They move through the smoke. You can see them disrupting the images, these visions in the flame so that they can no longer be seen. Each of these dark beings looks so much alike, but their masks are different and how they carry themselves is different. One holds a large hammer, the head of which is larger than its own body. Another levitates a humanoid skull in its hands as it flies about. The next holds a long staff with a sharp bit at both ends. Another's mask only covers the top of its face as an ethereal haunting chorus comes from its exposed mouth. Finally, another with four arms 
holds long, sharp swords in each of its hands. As the drumming stops, Dwarven Lumen looks at you all and starts playing again as each of these winged angels looks at you and Alana raises her eyes. And for today, that's a wrap. What? No. Hate I want to calm down. Oh, I want to fight them. I'm so ready. Hey, why did I not play Thanks for the Memories? It was right there. Missed opportunity. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but but Good Riddance is like one, maybe the first song I learned on guitar. You know, exactly. Like same. Same. <laughs> we'll talk about that over on Behind the Scenes which you all will get free for this. Everyone listening will get free behind the scenes. You can go over to patreon.com slash cast party to make sure you get every other behind the scenes that we talk about because we're going to talk about everything that happened this episode, what we think is coming next, just how exciting this fight against Alana or with Alana is going to be. I'm so, so excited for that. We have merch out. You have pretty much your last chance this week, next week. Make sure you get your merch in by the end of November before it is gone until next year. So you want to do that over on castparty.shop. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, the feast needs to be prepared, and quickly. A new guy, did you get the tablecloth? No, not red. I think purple might be more their color. And come on, that looks nothing like an edible arrangement. We need something better. This has to be perfect. Yes, Brynna? Why does it have to be perfect? Because it could be their last meal. You want them to just eat some of Dupward's bread pudding? Yes, they might like it, but these are the people who might save Fendrea. We can't have another fiasco like at St. E. Love's celebration for being first to eat a hundred hot dogs. Polyamorous Swirl was in charge of food and only served hot dogs. Atrocious. Yes, a hundred hot dogs is a lot, but not when you cheat. Forerunner gave them a potion of Enlarge, so the hot dogs were basically little bite-sized snacks. Frankie wasn't even done with 10 hot dogs before the hundredth went down that massive gullet. Ah, stop distracting me, Heather. I need to worry about the feast. No, Isuik, they cannot eat off of paper plates. Get the fine gilded ones. Jesky Fire broke them all? All of them? Why? Jesse started a rage room? You know, I don't know what that is, but there will be rage in this room if anything else goes wrong. Jin, where are all the rolls? You ate them all? Those were for our guests. Lady Lorax, run down to the market across the street and buy some rolls. Well, no, they won't be magic, but you can't have a feast without rolls. Also, if Lexi is baking today, could you get me a bear claw? Prepping a feast is hungry work. Yes, Minehack, I know I could just eat some of this food, but then we would have another roll situation, wouldn't we? Besides, after Opti gave me that first bear claw, I've been craving one ever since. No, it's not an actual bear claw, Red Mafia Panda. It's like a pastry. It's got like a glaze and it's just so delicious. What's that bass drop? Why is it called a bear claw then? I actually don't know. No, Ebabflo, they do not actually look like a bear's paw. They're a pastry. How does that even make any sense? 
What's that, Eric Five? They are here! You all distracted me again! Leave! Leave! Let the feast commence!